Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health It's an inside game No toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. Um, got a special guest today. A couple years ago, uh, one of my homies, Des, was like, "Man, I gotta get my, I gotta get my guy Courtney in there." I was like, "Who is Courtney?" He's like, "Yeah, this guy named Courtney Bell, man. He's local hip hop artist. He 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 would really like this spot. He's talking about Inception. So next, you know, Courtney come through. He goes to do some of our services, and after that, we sat and had a conversation probably for about an hour. Thanks. And I realized, man, this dude." This dude was deep. <laughs> so today I got my bro, my young bro, Courtney, on the show. What up, though, Courtney? What up, though? Peace to the God. What's happening, big bro? Man, so we talked about the mind and, you know, being deep. What what led you to, you think, what were some of the things that inspired you to be so wise at a young age? Um, I believe my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Rest her soul. She just transitioned. Yeah, rest in peace, right? She just passed away. Most definitely. Sorry to hear that, bro. Yeah, I've I've been taking it hard, but you know what I'm saying? I I know that. I know that I know. That's why I just, when it happened, I saw it and I texted you. I just was texting you, just love, bro. Like, yeah, I ain't need you to respond back. I'm just letting you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know, bro. You know? Yeah, so I would would give her that. Like, because I remember, Mm -hmm. like, being a little kid, man, I would always wonder, like, 
growing up, like, why are you picking on me so much? That's how I felt. Out of mm. all the grandkids, she would, like, be on my bumper. And she used to always take me to church with her. And just over time, like, I developed mm. a, a wiser spirit. Mm. And I felt like I started to become more advanced. So I wanted to hang with an older crowd right. growing up around older people. So I can most definitely um, attribute it to that. What are some of the things that she she exposed you to? Um, My it factor. You know what I'm saying? When I say my factor, I mean just knowing that, like, my spirit, my snowflake effect. You know what I'm saying? She really woke me up to being who I am as a as, as a man, first and foremost. She activated my it factor. She taught me not to tuck my tail. She taught me to always be honest and open and be mm. vulnerable. And, like, she tapped on a little bit of my feminine side even before me knowing all yeah. of the things that I know now, for sure. So what do you mean by that, tapped into your feminine side? Describe that. Um, like, I believe that we are one. I believe in masculine and feminine energy. I don't believe, like, I'm just 100% male. I believe I am feminine and masculine energy-wise mm -hmm. to become one. And I believe that's what the creator is. I don't right. put a, a gender or label or like that. I'm not going to say lower vibrational stuff, but that's what it is, like, living in this density and matter world that we mm -hmm. live in. Simulation program. So, like, I believe in feminine and masculine energy. So she really helped. Helped you get in touch and balance, balance that side, out. that exactly. side. So, and diving deep, and you know, I just did a, a whole podcast with my mom. Oh, that's dope. And my mom did that for me. Mm. You know, the, the ass kickings came from that. <laughs> you know, the hardness, but you, I needed the woman to soothe my wounds after that. You know, what I'm saying to find balance. But you grow up and you realize how necessary that was. So you're not just overly masculine mm -hmm. and you you're definitely not overly feminine. You exactly. have a balance to it. So was that your was that your mom's mom or your or your your dad's mom? That was mom? my dad's mom. Like, okay. Growing up I only had one grandmother. That was her. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's why I took it so hard. Mm -hmm. Because I never had a so grandfather. That was, that was like that was all I knew. Yeah. Like since from a baby up until now, like my grandma was my heart. That's all I knew. What was your relationship like with your mom? Um to tell you the truth my mom has a lot of trauma within herself. So it's like mm -hmm. growing up, I was the like the her her outlet. You know what I mean? What I mean by that is like I grew up in like an abusive household. Mm. Um, verbally, mentally, and physically. You know what from I'm saying? From your mom? Yeah, from my mom. My okay. mom was very masculine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because her father wasn't there. And, you know, just all the things that she went through in life. Like I don't hold that against her now because I know. You right. know what I'm saying? The generations of trauma that get passed down. Right. So like growing up, man, I had a I had a love and hate relationship with my mom. Well, I, I asked that specifically because it seems it sounds like your grandmother was more of the the feminine yeah. like yeah. side and, mm -hmm. and that and played played that role. So whatever you felt like you missed from your mom, you I got, got it from, from your her. grandmother. And I got it from my auntie Nisi, man, my mom's sister. So like when my mom was pregnant, mm. she uh she hated my auntie Nisi like mm. bad, like in a crazy way. And I came out looking just like my auntie Nisi, wearing mm. glasses and everything. Every time I'm with you, your aunt is always, hey, auntie. So that's who just called me. I know. I know. <laughs> that's who just called me. Yeah. So and that's, that's, that's who your auntie is. Yep. Okay. And, and it was like growing up, the love I didn't get from my mom, my auntie Nisi showered me with love, like mm. in a crazy way. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that now to this day, especially knowing that you feel me, my grandmother's transition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like how how's your dad doing with all with all of this? Um, 
my dad is very internal with what he deal with, and he been mm-hmm. like that ever since like I was born. Mm-hmm. So you know, because I know he lost his brother too. That's yeah, hard and hard. That's yeah. that's one of your yeah. tracks. That's yeah. one of my favorite tracks on one of your albums. What was that? Ten Commandments. Yeah, Ten Commandments. That was Ten Commandments. Yeah, I love that track. I remember when you first came in. I took a a piece of that track. And put it on like you doing brain training, and the people's like, "What's that track? Mm-hmm. What's that track?" I'm like, "Yo, that's 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 the hard and hard track." Yeah, um, and that was one of the ones, man. Like I bled my soul on because, mm-hmm. like, just like I thought, me losing my uncle was the hardest pill I had to swallow ever in my life because of how close we were. Like mm-hmm. that was like my best friend, and mm-hmm. that was my dad's best friend. You feel me? We, mm-hmm. we were so close that his kids are my brothers and sisters. Like they never raised us saying like, "Oh, this is your little cousin." They raised us like, "This is your brother. This is your sister." And I'm the oldest out of all of them, so it's like mm-hmm. his kids are my little brothers and my little sisters. Right. So to lose him and not lose him in that sense, but right. in this realm that we live in, for him to transition, I thought it was the hardest pill until my father told me that my grandmother wasn't here no more. How did you get into uh, to hip hop? Um, my mom, ironically, mom. like I said, like yeah. my, my mom was like, "Can we say the N word on here?" Dude, you can say oh, okay, you all right, yeah. Say. <laughs> so my mom was like, hey, even through all her trauma, through all of that, man, my mama was a real nigga. Like at mm. the end of the day, like mm-hmm. she introduced me to Tupac, she introduced me to E Forty and Be Legit, okay. like that type of era of rap. Bro, I don't know what we 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 probably talked about this. We from Detroit, right? Uh-huh. I don't West Coast music for us. For a lot of people I grew up with, we listened to all that. We no, be facts. legit, like I said, like uh, all of E Forty's crew, all of E Forty, sister yeah. was Sugar T, Sugar T, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, all of them. I mean, we Mac Mall, facts. Um, everybody from the Bay Area. It's like mm-hmm. like there was love there from Detroit to 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 West Coast music. So that did that that influenced you a lot. A lot of West Coast yeah, music. Yeah, West Coast influenced me first. Like, mm-hmm. that was when my mom introduced to me, even though Pac is from the East Coast. Right. Like, my mom played Pac in the house first. So, like, Pac was one of the first artists that I heard that was mm-hmm. like, I want to do this. Like, even as a little kid, like, mm-hmm. I want to do this for the rest of my life because of how charismatic he was. And he was raw. He was real. And mm-hmm. he was a um, a prophet for his time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I took those type of things to heart. And then once I got older, I crossed over into KRS-One, Big L, Rock Him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? More East Coast. Yeah. Exactly. The, the heart of hip-hop. Yeah. And once I learned that, I found my balance with them both. Like, oh, yeah. Like, so, I love it. So, in growing up with those influences, and that's, again, you would think that you grew up in my era, mm-hmm. but you're not. You're way <laughs> younger, and that's why we we vibe so much. I'm like, how you know about this music, man? We was talking about Outkast one day. We were just going down Outkast's journey from yeah. from uh, Sunday Playing Listic, the first album, to AT Aliens, and you mm-hmm. saw a dramatic difference Facts. from Facts. that first album to that second album. Um, and being in hip-hop, what do you see? What's, why, why is it that we're far removed from being more... Uh, lyrical um and unique because all the stuff to me sounds like the same Mm -hmm. i personally feel like this agenda started in the 90s Mm -hmm. 80 89 88 going into the 90s we got to know who our real opposition is first first and foremost and know that they're not for us so anything that the masses controls that's going to control our mind or our mm. energy or whatever, they're going to convert it for whatever their agenda is at the end of the day. So I personally yeah. feel like hip-hop took this turn that we're in now to 
brainwashing program, the younger generation, and mm-hmm. of course my generation and all of that too, but mm-hmm. I believe we're here now for that reason. It's not hip-hop anymore. Like, yeah. And it also decreased our attention span. Like everything is instantaneous stimuli like this, like yeah. this, like this, to where I can drop an album and they want to hear something new yeah. next week type of thing. So I feel like it's the real, it's the real ops. Because to be honest with you, those artists back in the day, they weren't putting out massive amounts of music. First of all, every two years, three years, they first dropped a of project. all, yeah. And it think about it from a creative standpoint to be able to take that information. You're getting that information not from inside of yourself. You're 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 streaming it, as I like to think. Like mm-hmm. creativity comes from above, and we stream it down into us. Oh, and that that takes a lot out of you. And you can go back, and we can listen to some music that was back in the um in the eighties, nineties. Like I can still be breaking down Goody Mob album. Fact. I can still be breaking down woo lyrics, and I'm like, where? Right now. Right now. Right now. So, and, and they knew that. Not to cut you off, but yeah. they knew that they seen this as a tool at first when hip hop first came out. Oh, hip hop is this, 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 and that. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. messing with it. But mm-hmm. when they seen how it affected our minds, and yeah. it was all conscious wave. Then, like at mm-hmm. a point in time, hip hop was. Our spokesman. I didn't have to watch the news as a little kid right. because this rapper was telling me what was going on outside. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's one of those type of things, most definitely, for sure. Yeah. And so how does that how does that feel you being in a culture today where it's more prevalent just to, you know what, let me just get the money versus have a message? Um, it'll never be for be for money for me. And I I feel like it's like that because I loved it so much I'll do it for free for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. I know the I know I have the spirit of influence and leadership over me. Mm-hmm. So like I'm held accountable for the things that I say. And that's why I love it. Because I'm big on right now finding balance. Mm-hmm. Higher self and lower self and putting the medicine in the candy. Like yeah. it's at, at the end of the day, just because I'm spiritual, conscious, aware, all of this shit, right? I still like to have fun and have a good time. I still listen to some of the music that's out right now. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So for me, it's just finding a balance on slapping and hugging them. Right. I'm always going to give you a message, but it's about how I get a message because people don't want to be preached to. Right. But they also want to know that, like, no, he's a regular person just like me. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Just because I'm spiritual, I don't hang on the block. That was like Pac. Exactly. That's how Pac felt, you know. Uh, Even though towards the end of his life, a lot of stuff got real real dark you know mm-hmm. in terms of uh you know somebody's after him mm-hmm. adversaries and you know that's because it's such stuff that was happening to him in his real life most definitely and at that point in time music what you heard in the music really was what transpired What's in people's on? lives mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily wwe rap <laughs> no for sure you know what i'm saying you <laughs> know sure. what i mean by that like sure. like just like dude did you really do that like mm-hmm. like like you question whether these guys really was like that. And a lot of these guys was really like that. Really like that, for sure. Hands you know, down. They weren't just like trying to just sell a record. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays, like I said, it seems like more like hey, they just, that's just make money. That's find the catchiest beat, you know, and that's go with that. Mm-hmm. So I had a conversation with uh with Raz, Razcast, and we was talking and I was just like, I was like, bro, so if there's conscious hip hop, then what is the rest? Is it unconscious? Mm-hmm. And if it's that, then what does that mean? You know? Mm-hmm. What does that mean if the rest is unconscious? Are you acting in unconsciousness because you listen to music that's just pure, non-intentional? Mm-hmm. It's just unconscious. It's like, let's just give you, you know, a bunch of garbage. 
Exactly. And that those are the things, even just speaking those type of lyrics out loud, those are things that we speak over ourselves subconsciously. Mm. You feel me on that type of level? So me yeah. learning that too helped me guard myself when I listen to certain music and not rap certain lyrics out loud because I'm speaking that into the universe and it's also coming back into me. Yeah, you know because we talk about, you know, we talk about the laws of entropy. You know, I always talk about that. Like everything you ever spoke still exists. Still exists in the quantum realm. Most right. definitely. It can't, it can't ever go anywhere else. It can transform to something else, but typically it transforms and comes right back to you. Mm-hmm. Were you ever doing any, uh, like starting off, like, you know how back in the day, you you know, you influenced by certain things. Did yeah. you start off like with a real hard message or... How was that? How was that transition from um, you starting off? I started off in the streets. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I started off doing street music because that was my reality at the time. And the mm-hmm. streets are still my reality. Mm-hmm. Not saying like I'm involved in the streets or none of that, but I am. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I got cousins, brothers. and right. every, You know what I'm saying? We all do. So for me starting off, I for sure started off with the streets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Detroit is so big, I didn't look outside of me in regards to artists that influenced me, because we had Blade Icewood, we had the Street Lords, mm-hmm. we had Big Hurt, you know what I'm saying? We had Wipeout, we had all of these different artists. Mm-hmm. So, like, they molded my pen more than anything. And mm-hmm. as I grew older, my consciousness started to happen. I was, like, 16, 17, but I didn't take it serious until 2015. So once mm-hmm. I went through that next level of my shift, my pen changed drastically. And I feared that, though, because... Like, how we view spirituality coming from the block is like, oh, no, nah, them niggas weird. They be yeah, on this. Right, they right. Be, you know what I'm saying? Five percenters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. but, yeah, I remember, I remember hearing those terms in middle school. Mm-hmm. Five percenters. I'm like, what's a five percenter? You know? It, but you go start listening to a lot of stuff they talk about. It's like, oh, no, that's... They they own some shit. Yeah. They own some shit. Like, woo, woo. Like, they... Mm-hmm. You listen to what they stuff. Like, these dudes, man, like... They're on a whole nother level of thought, right? Mm-hmm. And now you see why they are where they were, you exactly. know, where they are. Exactly. That was that then, too. That was then. Yeah. Like, they were, I, I feel like the type of music that they made transcend past time, like, mm-hmm. timeless. Like, it'll be here forever. Right. And being in hip-hop, I feel like that's what I'm striving to do, most definitely. So, what, what, what changed in 2015? You said you found a consciousness about yourself at that point in time. What happened? Um, during that time frame. I was fighting a case, most definitely at that time. Mm. And I, I've i always had grace over over myself. Like, mm. I'd have been in situations with homies to where, like, they got locked up or they got killed. A bullet didn't touch me. A case didn't come up on me. None of that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm fighting my case, and I'm back and forth to school. I'm at Michigan State at the time. Mm. And for the first time, like, I've heard, I heard God speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was waking up from a night of drinking, and I heard, go home, loud. Like, I've never heard this before. Like, it sent chills through my body. Go home. I woke up like, oh, no, I'm tripping. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm blew out. I lay back down. Go home again. I packed my stuff up right then in that moment. I dropped out of college. I dropped out my apartment. I didn't pay no bills, none of that. Like, I mm-hmm. packed all my stuff up that day, and I went home. And it was during that time, like, synchronicity and divinity, like, the voice started to speak more and more when I started to listen. And um, it got me to a space to where, like I said, I went plant-based, stopped drinking, stopped smoking, stopped doing everything for years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that led me to the space that I'm in right now, listening, hearing. Mm -hmm. I heard it in 2015, and from that point on, like, I yearned for that. I Like, I live for that voice now, Mm -hmm. most definitely. Yeah. 
Is that where you got God body? The yep. term God body came. What does the word term God body mean to you? Um, it means enlightenment. It means being in tune with self more than anything is knowing that I am God body. I am connected connected to the collective consciousness mm. that we call the creator. And me knowing that I am God. I am a God. I move as a God. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I have to feed myself the nutrients that a God needs to vibrate at the frequency that God <laughs> vibrates at. A lot of people, a lot me? of people don't like in our culture, because you know, in our culture, most of us growing up, you either Christian or you mm -hmm. Muslim. For sure. And if you're Muslim, you're nation of Islam. Muslim, nation of Islam. Right. Exactly. So there was no or you may be Jehovah Witness, right? Mm -hmm. But those are the main yeah. thought processes thought you process, go around. So sure. when we Say when you say you know I'm God and things of that nature, a lot of people that triggers them to oh no not no mm -hmm. I ain't mm -hmm. not my Jesus <laughs> <laughs> right right for sure it's not but they still don't understand that even coming from their own space of religion, that's what it's saying. It's saying the same thing. Christ said it. Yeah. Did I not say ye are gods? Yeah. When once I read that, that that hit me on a whole nother level. Now you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying like. That was a, one of the main teachers of Christ. Like when everybody yeah. came to him to the Bible, trying to give him so much. Hey, that wasn't me. That was all you. Yeah, you know what I'm Even saying. Even the least amongst you. Even the least amongst would do you. greater than me. Exactly. Right. And, and he taught the power of the mind. Yeah, but we've been stripped of that mm -hmm. through slavery. Hands down. You know, Hands we've down. been slipped. We've been stripped of that. Well, we we deny our own self power. Mm -hmm. You know, and so let's talk about your healing journey because that's really how you get back. Oh man, man, my healing journey been lit. So, how did you? What was the? What do you, What would you say the beginning of it for you? It was last year. Like, okay, I didn't. I didn't start healing. And I, I like. I'm gonna say this. Just when we was talking about before the podcast even came on, like I've been a nigga with my knowledge. Mm. So like, I've been that person that just wanted to insert myself in rooms and sound good with conversations and all mm. of that just to show that I know a lot and I don't I didn't know anything at the end of the day. Yeah. So like my healing journey started last year from a bad breakup. Mm. I was with my shorty for five and a half years, newer ten plus years. And looking back at it, like we both were toxic, very toxic. Had a lot of traits from our parents that was passed down and all of that. Mm -hmm. And me walking away from her really showed me like, bro, you are very toxic. You need it's time for you to heal. And I started taking sacred plant medicine. I started mm -hmm. doing shrooms. Mm -hmm. And I seen myself at my lowest and I seen myself at my highest. And a few of my fire to like dive deeper into my healing. Yeah. So like I would give it to me walking away from that breakup and seeing how broken I was as mm -hmm. a young man. You know what I'm saying? Not getting love from my mom or not getting this from my father and not blaming them for it. But like yeah. I have to gather those pieces back of myself. Right. From, you know what I'm saying, the broken child that I was, most definitely. Yeah. So when we talk about, we're basically talking about psychedelics now. And the channel, typically, they, I'm not sure if I've really shared anything I've done with psychedelics. But I, I think one time there was somebody on my page and they were saying something like, they saw Inception and they were like, oh, just take some shrooms, whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's something I do too. Mm -hmm. Then another comment came like, oh, you on here and you promoting shrooms? And I'm just like, I just don't think you understand what, first of all, psilocybin is, mm -hmm. how now there's a company, there's multiple companies, one in Canada, um, and I won't even mention their name, they don't pay me. Um, <laughs> no facts. But they're, they're in Canada, they're publicly traded in the Canada market, 
and they're making Inception style franchises for psychedelics. Mm. Yeah, and it's another company that's um, that's made a uh, ketamine um, nasal spray. Ketamine is known for oh, depression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's another company too that's coming out with some type of um, uh, psychedelic type of um, I want to call it pharmaceuticals. You know, right. as well. So they're already in the space. Oh, yeah, so the stuff sure. that we like to, oh, no, stay away from that. That's the devil. Like, bro, they already are moving and about to be making billions of dollars off something that's been around for thousands of years. Yeah, that's been, that's been healing years. people. Yeah, most definitely. You know, mushrooms are a fungus, and they, they've, they're they the largest or the oldest living organism on the planet. Mm-hmm. They hold information. So mm-hmm. they are in um, Silicon Valley microdosing with psilocybin and i've microdosed with psilocybin for years you know it's crazy like it's i've I've only been taking the sacred plant medicine and psychedelics for a year Mm -hmm. and through the whole time i've been doing it man microdosing hasn't been my thing and i'm i'm I'm, i can't say it hasn't been my thing because i haven't fully tried it Mm -hmm. like i'm the type of person I don't have no fear or anything, and I feel like fear is what block our people and just people in general with religion, with all of that Mm -hmm. type of stuff. Like once I got out of my mind of fear of oh no, God is going to damn me for this, or I'm I'm doing that to myself because of my fear and my my lack of belief in myself first and foremost. So once I got past that and I started taking the psychedelics, it was like yo, this shit like is beautiful more than anything mm. because like I was able to internalize and go so deep within myself yeah. and tap into past lives and all of those type of things too. So mm-hmm. like I, I tell people that all the time, like had I not taken psychedelics, I wouldn't be where I am Yeah, mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Like it really allowed me to see myself from a perspective that I wouldn't have been able to see myself. Oh, sober, I say. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, because of course, you know, when we take the psychedelics, we go into that altered consciousness. Mm-hmm. And whether it's higher self or lower self, depending on what the lesson is when you take the plant, you're going to learn your lessons. So, right. like, for me, like, that really helped me more than anything. Let me cut this down. Hang on, phone, keep tripping. But that helped me more than anything. Like, mm-hmm. I tell all my homies, like, bro, psychedelics is the way. Most mm-hmm. definitely. Not the only way, because we can do it sober, of course. Yeah. But that opens the gate up. Well, again, I didn't do anything for years. I just did all my stuff that I used at Inception, mm-hmm. you know, but that was just another piece of it, you know, for me, because what we do at Inception is a form of psychedelics. For sure. It's just technological. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what it what it's doing is alter states of consciousness. I was just about to say that I've entered alter states of consciousness being there. Yeah. Doing a lot of therapy. Yeah. Sure. So that's that's the main thing, is just different levels and layers of it. So with uh, psilocybin, I'm not sure if you looked at uh, MRI scans and what happens and how many connections it makes in your brain. Yeah, for sure I am. With the neurons, yeah. they get the firing off yeah, for sure. It's, it's a lot more connections. You have a lot more uh, route to possibilities than the, the same pathways you've been firing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've only been firing 10 pathways and then you take psych- psychedelics or uh, psilocybin, it's like 100 active pathways. It's like, okay. You have way more possibility, mm-hmm. right? So you've you've done the uh, psychedelics in terms of psilocybin, but you've done ayahuasca too, right? Yes. Okay. How was that? How was that experience for you? The best experience I've ever had in my life. Like I I've known like me me doing my research first. Like Mama Aya came to me. Mm. I didn't look up ayahuasca. They always I say that. 
Mama Aya came to me. Mm -hmm. And for my homies that's shamans and that's deep into spirituality, they're like, whenever she come to you, it's time for you to do it. Mm -hmm. And I had been seeing it for about a year, but not diving into it. Yeah. And, like, she started to press hard. Like, I started mm -hmm. seeing it everywhere. Everybody was talking about it in just about every conversation I was walking into. Yeah. And um, my homeboy, Archeon, he's a shaman. He ended up. Um, That's an interesting name. Yeah. <laughs> name First fire. of all, his name, name Archeon. <laughs> name Fire. His name Fire for sure. <laughs> Go holla at Archeon, <laughs> man. He's going to take you somewhere. <laughs> but you feel me? He, he took us on our first mm -hmm. trip. Most definitely. And the experience for me was I was fighting it at first. So it's a whole ceremony that you go through, of yeah. course, to raise the vibration. We sing. We welcome our ancestors. We do all of those different things. Mm -hmm. And then you have to take the Syrian rule because the um, the ayahuasca is DMT, of course, at liquid yeah. form. And dimethyltryptamine. Dimethyltryptamine. Yeah. And we, we have gases and liquid in our stomach that when mm -hmm. we drink the tea— it kills it instantly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take this plant called Syrian rue, and the Syrian rue is an inhibitor for it. So boom, we take it, and like that experience, I started to speak another language once I crossed over. Mm. I spoke a language I never, of course, I don't know it consciously, but right. my, my ancestors moved directly through me. Like it went so, once I crossed over, and I like stopped fighting, I looked at my skin and got to licking myself like, is this real? Like, mm. And the first word that I said was, how did I get back to earth? Mm. Why am I here? How did I, you know, it, it was one of those right. type of experiences. And it's like, I feel like I don't want to say we sit in the sunken place when we go into the altered state of consciousness. But like, you are aware of everything that's going on, even when, if you're a conduit and your ancestors speak through you or the spirits speak through you or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was one of those type of experiences for me to where like, I'm like, whoa. Whoever took over my body was an ancestor, and he was ancient, and he haven't been down to earth in a very long time. Wow. And he spoke a, a language. You see how they start dropping this stuff in, like, Black Panther? Exactly. Yeah. The uh, what, what, what? Astro plane. The astro plane. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that and, you know, Mike Tyson has mm -hmm. been someone who's been doing ayahuasca, psilocybin. Yeah, told. Told medicine. That's what I want to try. Really? I want to do told um, next. Rashad Evans mm -hmm. from um, UFC. UFC. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of us that's starting to really go that way and understanding that really the reason why we're trying to go that way, and it's not just us, it's a lot of, it's a lot of white people running down to Peru, man, to do ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. You know, and you have to, you know, as we talk about these psychedelics too, we have to put a disclaimer that one is not legal here. For sure. <laughs> right? So, uh, and we're not recommending that you go do that. You oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You got your own consciousness to do whatever <laughs> you want to do. But, For sure. But multi-association of psychedelic studies, uh, MAPS, they've, they've been using uh, psychedelics in, in therapy sessions. Um, over in Brazil, I've heard they use ayahuasca in the, in the, in the jails. Mm. Yeah, for rehabilitation. I don't think it's all the jails. It may be one particular jail but so these these things are coming back to the forefront and again like inception inception is just a different form of that it's just a technological form and then you have the actual plant-based medicine so it's not something that's of the devil and mm. all these different oh, not things at all, you know man, not at all like but that's what that's that's where a lot of people go to in our minds because we we've been cut off from ourselves mm -hmm. so what are we afraid of ourselves Ourself. and so the the idea of a bad trip. I don't believe there's a such thing as a bad trip. Me either. There's a bad experience with you. It, 
And, and you know what? I, I, I told all my homies that too because it was like for me, when I had my first bad trip, mm-hmm. it was like, bro, it's not no demons attacking you. It's not, it's you. Yeah, it's you. You, 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 you have to go to the lowest of yourself mm-hmm. to connect with the highest of yourself and coexist with yeah. them right here. You know what I'm saying? You got three chakras below you and three chakras above your heart. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I had my first bad trip, it wasn't even scary. Yeah. Like, when it got dark, I'm like, whoa. But the spirit was like, I'm here with you. It's time for you to It's time for you to heal from this. Yeah. I, um, as somebody who worked for me, and she's actually, I'm going to have her on the show, and she's a, a transpersonal therapist, where she does the uh, the therapy sessions while you're on um, whatever, psychedelic, right? A lot of people, too, are using MDMA. But she, mm. she used to work for me. Um, name is Julie. And um, so I'm going to have her on so we can really break down, like, this is what she does. And she has a, a, the Michigan um, Psychedelic Association here. Mm. Um, where they In Ann Arbor, you know, they decriminalized mushrooms. 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 So it's Most illegal now there. And mm-hmm. it's becoming legal in other places. So it's like marijuana now. Yeah. That's where that's where we're headed with this. You I know? would love to get in with her. That's crazy. Oh yeah, I'll connect you. I'll connect you to Julie. But it was some it was some years ago, man. I was going through a, a pretty tough time. It was a winter. And um, you know, um I was recommended I should maybe try uh microdosing. And somebody gave me a like it was a quarter of my pinky nail of a cap, you know, of of um um, golden teachers. I got some golden teachers at home right now. Yes. I'm doing today. Some golden teachers. Um, he don't have no golden teachers at home. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. I don't But uh, the golden teachers. Um, and so I, I had that. And literally within probably two hours of taking it, I was like, I think I'm tripping, man. Like, not tripping, <laughs> like tripping. But I was like. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I feel like my mood had just elevated. Mm. And I was like, this got to be placebo. And as I started doing more, you know, and I was doing it like every other day, there was a drastic difference. Mm-hmm. It started cleaning me out. It started to, um, I had more energy, uh, more ability to focus and concentrate. And I had this experience in a float tank that just let, let me out. I, I was just bawling in a mm-hmm. float tank. You know, man? Like if I, 
dude, I could have filled that tank up with my tears. With your tears. Because mm. I was crying so much, you know? And and I say this on a previous show, a previous episode. I think it was maybe on the second or third episode. I was talking about how I had this thought where it said, Unreserved, oh, unexpressed gratitude turns into grief. Mm. You know, the thing is, you're supposed to be an express emotion. So even sure. if you're grateful for somebody, like, man, I'm grateful for you, brother. Like, if I never say that to you, let's say something happened to you. Now I'm grieving. Mm-hmm. What am I really grieving? Am I grieving that you're not here? I'm grieving that I'd never that even be able to express, mm-hmm. you know, how I felt about you. You know what I'm saying? So that was a thought, and I saw that, and I, I got out the tank and made a list of everybody I was grateful for. I was texting them and stuff. They People was calling me like, you all right, man? Like, like they thought mm-hmm. something, something was wrong, wrong with me, yeah. you know? And it's like, nah, something's right. Like, I needed to begin to become more expressive in, you know, how I felt about people, mm-hmm. you know? Like, because I'm very action-based, too. For sure. Like, I don't like talking. Like, that's how my family are. We don't, we're not talkers. We, we're doers. Doers, for sure. You know, to me, love is, an, is, an, is a verb. Mm-hmm. So you act upon it. Right. And that's how we show. But it's, too, it's also good to, to verbalize things, too. So if you're going to be, if you're going to verbalize things, just be congruent with it. But... Yeah, man, I think um, the psychedelics is, is is definitely a powerful thing that can change our culture as well. And we mm-hmm. begin to integrate it with everything else we got going on. So how is your healing journey and going through the things with psychedelics and the ayahuasca, how has that been helpful to the people around you? Um, Just like you just said, the unexpressed gratitude, like it really brought me to a space of gratitude with everything around me, mm-hmm. good and bad. You know what I mean? And it really showed me how to not take anything personal because we're all walking projections Yeah. at the end of the day. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So me doing those things has helped my relationship with my mother, helped my relationship with my father, my brothers, my sister, and it made me become a better person than everyone around me. And mm-hmm. just like you said, it got me out of the space of talking and going into the space of action with everything that I had going on with myself internally. Yeah. And it showed people around me that it's possible because for those who really know me, they know like, what I used to be into and the things that I used to do. So for me to be in this space now and be on enlightenment and the conscious and awareness and everything that we own, it's mm-hmm. like if he can do it and these were one of the things that helped him get there, then I'm with it. Because even your manager, what's your manager? Ray. Ray. Yeah, even Ray, I can tell when I was talking to him and I was like, you've been around Courtney. <laughs> and now I can say that was my first time meeting Ray. I can probably say... You've been around Ray, mm-hmm. but just because I don't know Ray, I'm thinking you've been around Courtney because mm-hmm. he told me something. He's like, man, I came into Inception and I brain trained. He's like, bro, that changed my life. And it just made me think like, well, that changed your life because Courtney, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about all the other things that you're doing, how it's impacting the people around you. Mm. And like... I like to showcase that I'm human, first and foremost, mm-hmm. and I believe that's the it factor with everyone who's not into spirituality or higher yeah. consciousness. Like, mm-hmm. show, like, like I said, bro, like, I still go on the block and kick it with my niggas. You right. know what I'm saying? I still go to parties or, like, different little events and stuff like that because right. spirituality isn't just, oh, I'm detached from everything. Right. I'm a monk. Right. I'm floating somewhere right. in the woods, which yeah. is what I would love to do, but I also know that someone has to be an example, especially with yeah. me doing music. I'm accountable mm-hmm. for everything that I say and that I do. Every word. Everything in moderation, including moderation. Exactly. You know? That's facts. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I go out, I have a good time, man. I can have a drink. I ain't going to have five of them. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll do 
I'll partake in things that's going to be helpful, but not hurtful. When I get to the hurtful side, then I'm like, well, what am I doing that for? Mm-hmm. You know? Most definitely. I need to, I need to back away from that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, us being able to, you know, utilize life as a way to experience it versus a way to try to heal ourselves from these external things, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what you find in hip hop. That's not just hip hop, but just black culture. It's like, we like to like, Instead of doing the internal work, we want to live from the outside from in. From the outside in. Right? Mm-hmm. And we like, no, me and you, like, look, let's get in here, do the internal work, and let the... And, and let it shine outward. Yes, absolutely. Versus, no, I got a range, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel better about myself. It's like, no, you feel good about yourself, that's why you're able to get the range and not really be attached to it. Exactly, to the point to where, like, for me, the Spirit has truly taught me Gratitude for everything, like to the point to where I can lose something. Yeah, yeah. And in that moment, I'm gonna be frustrated, like ah. But right. Over time, it's like, bro, none of this matters anyway. Like, I'm I'm happy with or without it. It right. doesn't dictate how I move or my mood or none of that. Because I've I've lost a lot of things the past few months. Yeah. Me, grandma, Jerry, like I've, I've I've lost a lot of things, but the lessons in it taught me so much more. And the For thing sure. is, in life, you will lose everything in it. For you sure. Know, nothing lasts for, forever, mm-hmm. you know? And we will, like, every day, something in your body is dying off. For sure. You know? Mm-hmm. But we have an attachment to things. Attachment to attachment. You know, our desires and our attachments is what really causes us a lot of pain, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I've learned, and you you know me, some stuff happened to me recently. Gotta yeah. let go. You got to. At right now, like there's yeah. I, like I, I used to be the type of person, bro, that uh, knowing that this is bad for me, you showing me all of the signs that I shouldn't even be interacting with you, but I allow my heart to be so big that I turn a blind eye to all the bullshit that you did, and then once I finally let go, it hurt me to the point to where like, damn, if, if I just let go right then and there, yeah, I wouldn't even be going through what I'm going through internally. Because you gave me the signs and I yeah. chose to keep ignoring them. That's the thing. I, I don't I don't have to I don't have to remove people from my life. <sighs> I've never removed people from my life. They remove themselves. People remove themselves. Mm-hmm. The only thing for that sure. keeps them around is what? You, you holding on. You holding on for sure. Cause they they letting you know I don't want to be here with you. Mm-hmm. You know? They may be saying they do, but, but actually, the actions yep. let you know that they don't. Mm-hmm. So this is a sensory suit we live in, right? Our bodies. And it's one thing that we get from doing the healing work. We get te- deeper in, in tune with it where people say, oh, you you sensitive. Like, yeah, I am sensitive. Mm-hmm. I ain't Ralph Trasvan sensitive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. But I'm sensitive to my suit. To your suit. Most definitely. And when I'm tune. picking up stuff in the environment, like, look, if you see an animal outside and they run away from you, yo, they... They're picking up something that can be threatening, so they're moving out the way, mm-hmm. right? So the suit is sensitive. The suit is is aware, and I'm going to pay attention to it because mm-hmm. I'm not just going to what I notice in my neighborhood from walking around. And I told you, you know, off camera, I walk like 10 miles a day in my neighborhood, and I'll just see. I don't know how many cars I've seen blow through stop signs, and I saw that, and I was like, you know what? That's us in life. Mm-hmm. How many times them red flags and them stop signs been coming up and, and you've been blow through, through them? Mm-hmm. You blow through enough of them and you're going to get hit. Oh, for sure. I done got hit a lot of times yeah. in this in, in this lifetime that, I, that, that, that we live in. Uh, I done got hit a lot so, of times. So in that relationship you have for five years, how many 
how many stop signs were you blowing through? Oh, man, I blew through everyone. <laughs> yeah. Because you know up front, right? Yeah, for sure. You, If you go back, you're like, sure. man, I knew this wasn't good. Yeah. And you know what? What, what it was for me was I wasn't honest with myself and she wasn't honest with herself. Hmm. And we hid so many parts of our true self from each other just by the way we was raised. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Like she didn't get this healed version of me. Hmm. She got the unhealed, the... Um, ignorant, the loud talker, the narcissistic type of type of person that I was. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's crazy because spirit came to me and was like, you got to close that chapter completely because mm. I haven't closed it just due to our last situation and how everything ended. Like I had a lot of bitterness towards her, mm. but I started to journal. Every morning when I wake up now, I write three pages from this creative way book that I learned about. And whatever's on my mind, on my heart, when I wake up, I just write it. I don't think. I just let my hand go. And the deeper I started to get in it, I started to crack into my subconscious. Mm. And a lot of things that I was holding against her, it wasn't even her fault. So the deeper I started to write, I started to see like, oh, damn, this wasn't her fault. This the reason why this happened. This wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it allowed me to forgive myself Mm -hmm. and forgive her. Because I was holding so much space in my heart and so much hate in my heart towards her that it was affecting me on a crazy level. You know what I'm saying? So we see how in relationships, we really, you know, the relationships really are a mirror for us to see ourselves. Hands down. The problem is we don't want to see it. We don't want to see ourselves. Each partner, you Mm -hmm. know, if if you're refusing to see yourself, you're going to have some... You know, some more pain. You mm-hmm. know, what you resist will persist, right? Exactly. And you're going to repeat that same cycle with every person that you go into until yeah. you actively make the aware decision to, okay, I'm not liking yeah. this about myself. It's time for me to change it. Right. For sure. How has the, these again, this inner work that you've been doing within the last, and you and you didn't start doing the inner work last year, bro. That's when you started doing psychedelics. You came to me. You started. Yeah. I, I just think you... There was just a different level that you went to it. Yeah, but you I, for sure. You know, for sure. You started, sure. um, and and that's what that's what too. As you started, you probably didn't even realize it when you came to us the stuff that was coming up for you that you probably no, didn't even heck realize. You no, know, heck, yeah, because you know. people think they come to Inception just like, oh, this feel good. Mm-hmm. But then you walk away, and all of a sudden you gassing off and you angry and stuff. Yep. And you don't know you why. Cry. <laughs> Random days waking right. up, don't know what's wrong, and you crying harder because it's like, what's wrong with me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, it just opens you up. It opens you up most definitely. But I, I, I said I really started healing actively last year from an awareness perspective. Like I started it when I came to Inception from an intentional I, standpoint. Exactly, yeah. I was intentional with my healing mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Starting last year, I started it because in the back of my, I wanted to do it, but I didn't really want to do it. I didn't want to face those hard parts of myself, those yeah. hard truths. So me walking away from her showed me the type of person that I was to everyone, not even just her. Yeah. She was just a person that I was with every day. So I can say that, okay, the person that I was with her, this is the woman I lay down with every night at the end of the day. This is mm-hmm. I'm coming home to. Mm-hmm. So she gets the real version of me, and she's not even getting the real version of me because I'm hiding it. I'm hiding yeah. who, who who I am truthfully. Right. Like the things that I like, I suppressed a lot of things. Like my big homie told me this. He was like, how you start your household off is how it's going to end. So at the end of the day, if you got a kid or you got a girl, you can't expect her to start cleaning up a year until y'all relationship when you didn't set that standard when you first met her type of thing. Right. So like now where I am now, I see that. I see things for what they are. And I also know, like I said, like with me intentionally healing now, I see the type of person that I was and I didn't like it at all. Yeah. At all. 
How has your music changed from doing being more intentional about your healing journey? Has it changed any? Yeah, like I'm finding like one of my hardest things is like really telling my truth and like really telling how I feel. I'm out of it now, mm-hmm. but like going through the healing journey, I was so focused on my healing journey, I couldn't find the words to express what I was going through while I was going through it. Mm. I'm that type of person. Like I have to go through something, and yeah. once I'm out of it, I can fully express it with certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like you feel me? Like with my uncle Nardi, Nard when he passed, I expressed instantly. But like with my grandma, like I went into a, a shutdown and I couldn't write music. I couldn't write what I was feeling, the hurt, and all of that. Because music is my outlet. This is how I release mm-hmm. everything. I don't have a. I am my therapist at the end of the day. <laughs> Inception is my therapist at the end of the day. Right. And um, like it's really helped me open myself up more and really speak on what I feel. I wonder how it would be you doing uh, guided therapy, though, with some of your your trips. Look, that's what's crazy. I did that once. That's why I just said I wanted to meet her. You said her mm-hmm. name was Julie. Mm-hmm. I did one with my best friend. Spirit told me to call her one time I was on a trip, and I'm hitting my singing bowl, raising the vibration. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, I went into an altered trance, and when they answered, she just got that asking me questions mm. and it came like a lot of things that I didn't even know I was battling with or like I was ho- holding back with myself it came out mm. so I will most definitely want to do guided uh, trips yeah. for sure to where I'm, I'm being spoken into because at the end of the day everything is open your subconscious yeah. unconscious mind conscious yeah. lower self higher self everything is is open and I do them by myself too so. I did one mushroom trip that's the only one I did everything else was just micro dosing but I took it and uh, and I didn't take a lot too. I did like a one gram. See, I, my system is is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, Kalindi. First of all, I just dive even to Kalindi for a second. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. doing like thirty grams. I just did a ten gram trip. Yeah, bro. I listen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where I would end up. <laughs> I would be in a different portal somewhere off galactic somewhere mm-hmm. at ten grams. So one gram. I did the one gram, and I made this tea with it. Yeah, at that one the point, the tea is way better yeah, than it eating absorbed. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt nauseous, and I was like, "Damn, I feel nauseous." And like, it's like this voice was like, "Why don't you just throw up?" Yeah, Purge. I was like, "Cause I don't want to throw up." <laughs> <laughs> Why don't like, you throw up? Because I was just scared of. Next day, I was like, "I don't know, man." And I and I threw up. And, and actually, this is before I was I was sitting there and I and I took it. And I was like, "I don't know what's gonna happen." I don't know what's going to happen. And it just kept saying in my head, I don't know what's going to happen. I was nervous. Mm-hmm. And something came to me. It's like, you didn't know. Remember, you didn't know what was going to happen when you were in that float tank the first time? I was like, yeah. And it's like, what happened? I was like, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I let go of the need to know what was going to happen. And when I let that go, I threw up. Yeah. And that's that's one thing I've learned with mushrooms as well, like how intelligent they are. They know what your yeah. body needs once it enters. Yeah. So, like, I've done trips, and I've thrown up, like, some crazy stuff. Like, why is this even in my that, body? Right. What color is this? Like, I've thrown up black things before, and that emotion, trauma, stored. Yeah. Like, I, I love it when we was at the Pistons thing. You said the issue is in the tissue. Mm-hmm. Once we open our tissue up, we're taking them shrooms, your body is going to naturally release. Well, remember, or uh, uh, mushrooms are organisms, the oldest living organism, they're decomposers. Mm. So I take not just out of psychedelics. Let's talk outside of psychedelics. Let's talk about things like lion's mane. Oh, um, yeah, lion's mane. Um, 
that you, this is over the counter. You can buy Lion's Mane. Uh, Paul Stamets, who's a mycologist. Look up Paul Stamets if you don't know who Paul okay. Stamets is. I don't know My, who he is. Mycologist, the study of mushrooms and mycology, you know. Um, this guy is, is, is he, he basically cured himself of stuttering from taking mushrooms. Damn. Taking psilocybin. I think he maybe took five grams or something like that. And so he, he actually helped his, his mother heal from uh, like stage four cancer, stage five cancer, one of those, uh, with turkey tail, mm. turkey tail mushrooms. So mushrooms are like the answer for the planet. They are the decomposers. When you die, like, what do you think that's decomposing your body? Mm-hmm. It's the spores of the fungus. Like we breathe in, I think, 20 spores a second or something like that. Something ridiculous. You've actually, too, on the Netflix, they have um, uh, the Fantastic Fungi. They just we just released it on Netflix. It was on YouTube, but when you watch that, you'll understand too that under the under the ground there's what's called the mycelium network. Mm. The mycelium network, if you look, there's these plants and it's this fungal network that's connecting all the plants. The plants communicate with each other and it looks like the internet. And it looks like what? your brain pattern. And it looks like the universe. That's crazy. Right? Because it's a fractal. Uh-huh. So all that is on a fantastic fungi. But uh, yeah, they're using uh, mushrooms too or a fungus to decompose like oil spills. Mm-hmm. So when you take that and that goes into your body, that's that's why I said cleaning you out. Like it's doing more than what people think and they can even imagine on a scientific level. This is not just some woo woo stuff. It's just it's just science, mm-hmm. you know. And if you understand the science and you understand like this is powerful stuff, man, you can. Like I said, out in Silicon Valley, where do you think they're making this stuff? Some of this stuff from. For from, sure. From microdosing. For sure. You know, look at all these these technologies we're coming out. A lot of that's been from taking mushrooms. From taking shrooms. Yep. And connecting. Connecting inward. You know. Yeah, that's deep. I love that. Yeah. That's so deep. we well, of course we be behind on stuff. We 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 just don't weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> like, right. And even then, what what I noticed from taking up from taking psychedelics and all that and opening myself up, when I do choose to smoke weed, I go. Because that's a psychedelic too. It's a psychedelic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but again, we just, how we use the stuff. Exactly. We don't use it resourcefully. You know, we waking and baking. If you're waking and baking, you got an issue. No, for sure. You know, because sure. you, you, as soon as you wake up, you're anxious. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just about how do we cleanse a lot of this stuff out of our body and get back connected, pour out the cup so we can bring new, new stuff mm-hmm. in, you know. So let's talk too, like, uh, most rappers' man names these days is like little this, little that, mm-hmm. and you just Courtney Bell, yeah, which is powerful. So I'm why did why did you why are you just Courtney Bell and not some other some other name that's uh you know that goes along with the culture? Um, because I learned about duality mm. and what that really meant, and I didn't want that. I didn't want to be. The Kid LC, which was what my first rap name was, okay. the Kid LC. I didn't want to be the Kid LC, which was still, LC is Little Courtney because my pop's name is Big Courtney. Okay. So, like, I didn't want to be that person that was the Kid LC to the world, but I was Courtney to my family. Mm. Because over time, like, that causes a personality split. Yeah. And I didn't want to be at war with myself on who I really am. Mm. So me learning about that, I learned, like, no, I just want to be Courtney. I want to be Courtney to everybody. And I want to, I want to be who I am. I want to speak my truth to get to the truth and help the people. And me changing my name to my regular name was mm-hmm. just like, no, nah, bro, I'm, I'm me. I'm the Courtney to you. I'm Courtney to you. I'm Courtney to you. And I'm Courtney to you. 
Yeah. And it really helped me with battling internally within myself. Like, I don't have to second guess nothing. I am who I am. Yeah. I don't have a rapper image. Right. I'm just me. Right. You feel me? And I feel like that's what attract people to me. Yeah. With everything I already be on with the high vibes, the frequency, spirituality, all of those type of things is just attributes. But if you took all that away, like, would you still love Courtney? Would I love Courtney? Would I love who I am? Mm-hmm. And I love who I am and who I'm becoming. So I'm building Courtney Bell as a brand, just like it was if I was a little baby, duh baby, little sky, and all of these other <laughs> yeah. crazy names. You feel yeah. me? I just want to be me at the yeah. end of the day. You know how many rappers died last year? Yes. How many? Well, I, I don't know the number. Yeah, but, but it, it's, I literally saw probably over 20. Mm-hmm. And it was all little this and little that yeah. and, and ABC this. And, and I'm just like, what's going on, man? Mm-hmm. Like, have, do you get a lot of them reaching out to you, looking up to you in any way? Um, I'm going to just say it from a local standpoint for like our biggest artists here, the PZs, the Sadas, the, all of them. Like, they view me as the spirit of the city. Mm. Most definitely. And that's why I said, like, me being me is imperative because this is what I'm, uh, one of the things I'm called to do bring spirituality into the game and show niggas that it's okay to heal. It's okay to go back to that broken child that you was and become a father to it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So, like, when I get in the rooms with these certain artists, I, I have a very strong spirit. Mm. My spirit is very strong. And, you know, when we had these conversations, they like, bro, what you own is what we need. Yeah. And we most definitely looking, not looking up to, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you inspire us more looking than you into. know. Looking into. Oh, deep. Looking into. Most definitely. That's a, that that that's inspiring. It. It's in. And, ooh, that's deep. That's a gem. That, yeah. That's a gem. It's inspiring. It's inside. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, we don't inspire someone outwardly. Facts. No, they go inward they go to in. spirit, inspirited, spirit. you know? Yep. So that's that's what you're doing. And I noticed when we were at that draft party, I'm like, there's a lot of rappers there. And I didn't even know they was rappers. I just knew they was rappers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, for sure. But for I'm sure. like, but that's Courtney. Mm-hmm. And that's bigger than rap. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what is crazy? Like, I'd have been in, like I said, I've been in rooms with a lot of them, but just mm-hmm. energy-wise and me being who I am and doing the inner work, like, I stand out in every room I go in. I don't have well, to say anything. Well, just, and I just met her, and I'll be talking to her as Mama Soul. Oh, my lady. She she came up and just how the reverence she had for you mm-hmm. and the reverence you have for her. You talking to somebody who's like, I, I'm probably an elder to you, even though oh, I, sure. I, I'm not old, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but she's she's an elder. And when the elders can look at you and this can be a mutual respect, that says a lot. Versus What's me that? looking at you like, bro, what what's going on with you, man? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you look lost. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? That's because you were the only one there who was really Courtney. Mm-hmm. You ain't you ain't no other entity. Nothing for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You ain't no other entity. Entity you you. Mm-hmm. And that murder murder C a C murder. He went to jail because his name his name literally got him caught up. You know that? Mm. No, I didn't know that. That's Master P, brother. No, no, yeah, no. I know who C murder yeah. is, but I didn't know his name was. He got, I mean, he got caught up with a murder charge, and they're using his name against him. Mm. They you know, use Courtney Bell name. What, what, what are they gonna <laughs> say? Courtney Bell, exactly. Right. What are they gonna say? Mm-hmm. You know, they they they'll use his lyrics against him. 
You know, mm-hmm. well, we, look, we got a lot of evidence. Look at what he's talking about. Look mm-hmm. at his name. Mm-hmm. He must have did it, right? Not, and I don't, obviously, Master P and them, they think he's innocent, and I'm going to believe P. He's probably innocent. Mm-hmm. But again, it's enough. It's enough. It's mm-hmm. enough evidence on the other side to say, you know, there's no, a possibility that yeah. he's not, for sure. Yeah, watch what you put out there. And like we say, every lyric you speak, if somebody's listening to your music over and over and over, what does that do to you? Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever thought about that? I don't think people think about that at all, which is why I was saying what I was saying yeah. earlier with, you know what I'm saying, where, where the level of lyricism has went and why I don't listen to certain music and why I don't rap, re- recite mm. certain lyrics because it's going back within me. And I'm programming myself more than I know. Yeah. Because you know? there is a, a biblical verse where Jesus said, where two or three are gathered and in my name, I am present. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're an artist and you have certain music and you have a bunch of people playing your song going over and over, what is present? Mm. What becomes present based on the intentions of the words that you're speaking? What is present? Mm. Whatever it is that's that's coming out your music. That's the you know, For and sure. that not and that becomes a, a, a hypnotic trance to them and you. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like for real though. I heard somebody uh, recently on IG is like, bro, li- listen to what we speak. We're the only culture that can speak and say kill a nigga, rob a nigga, st- steal a nigga, shoot a nigga, all of this stuff. Like, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're the only p- people that this like we encourage killing each other, and we'll get in the car, we'll we'll rap, we'll sing to it like that. Mm-hmm. You know. I told her I can't I can't be with a woman who in a club singing Jeezy lyrics. No more Jeezy lyrics than me. Like like what are yeah. we doing, bro? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. What, what are we Facts. doing, man? And and then why is it why is it that when we talk about positivity, like and I've always felt like that my whole life. Like why why are we doing negative stuff? Mm-hmm. And why is why is negativity so higher than anything positive? psychological programming, which is back to what I was saying during the 80s and the 90s. The real ops got together and seen how powerful this rap music is going to be. So the whole trajectory of music, movies, all of that changed. Majority of the movies in the 90s was about dope dealing, killing our own kind. Mm -hmm. And I said this in the last podcast, like growing up, sadly, we idolized a lot of those characters. Right. You know what I'm saying? The... the, DMX on belly or Nino. old dog or Nino. Right. Like we we embodied those characteristics and mm-hmm. the spirit that was on these movies. All of this is what got us to the space that we in now. And it started, it been started years ago, hundreds yeah. of years ago. But Well, I think that I think the family, the breakdown of the family was obviously the start and then you mm-hmm. then you then you then you program 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 them and what you want them to see. Exactly. What is it that you want them to see? They're already confused, mm-hmm. right? So now now you give them a message. Now you do the Manchurian candidate. Ooh, that movie messed me yeah. up because I, I already believed and knew about all of that the MK Ultra mind program. I was just about to add, yeah. say that you, one of your songs on your uh, album is MK Ultra, MK Ultra. right? So explain that to what what that is to the people, MK Ultra. Um, just from my studying, I personally believe that MK Ultra is the tool for duality, causes personality splits within a person. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they do to them, whether it's electric therapy or shocking them or whatever mm-hmm. they do, but it causes a split in a personality to where there's room to be controlled at 
a sound, a word mm-hmm. can allow that spirit or whatever it is to take control and you take the back seat and go to the sunken, pay, sunken place at right. the end of the day. Right. So the Manchurian candidate was right. exactly Courtney, about that. Courtney, what's your middle name? Jason. Courtney Jason Bell. Like, mm-hmm. remember, that, that was his thing to activate. To him, activate. Him. Say his full name mm-hmm. and activate, right? Exactly. And I think now when we get on IG and we scroll, the scrolling becomes our activator. Mm. The people we follow. Facts. Because look, how many images are we scrolling ap- across and seeing basically the same stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that activates us. Now we have a, a triple consciousness. You know, it's called triple consciousness theory. It's one of the guys, uh, Jonathan, who I follow, who's uh, coming out with that that information. But yeah, these aren't these aren't who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, who are we? And that's where we get down to doing it, the healing work to tap back in. Exactly. You know, exactly. tap back into who we are. So I appreciate you, man, doing you know, getting on your journey, and it ain't easy. No, you know what I'm saying. This this has been the the, the hardest space of my walk I've ever endured because of the lessons that spirit is teaching me. Like, I have to learn it because at the end of the day, like, I believe in reincarnation, most mm-hmm. definitely. I'm not coming back down here. So for for this time being, if I have to go through the turmoil with my healing and face a lot, cut people off, fall back from a lot of things, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I want I want to know what it's, what it's like to live in true peace within myself. And my external environment doesn't have anything to do with it because everything outside of me is already in me. My peace lies within. Everything, happiness. Anger, all of that lies within. So, like, my healing journey is all I care about. Like, that's all I care about when I wake up in the morning. I don't even do music, like, right. majority of the time. Like, I'm reading, meditating, or I'm figuring out what bad habits I have that I, I have to unwind. Or certain karmic patterns that was passed down to me that my grandfather couldn't heal from. Like, mm-hmm. this is way bigger than me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm healing for my ancestors that didn't have the strength to do it in their lifetime. And they may still be reincarnating, mm-hmm. but I know this time, this one, this life that I'm living now, I'm going to do the best that I can to heal every part of me that I can heal. So I don't have no more karmic lessons to learn. Like, teach me my lessons now, but teach me in love more than anything. You know what I mean? So, like, my, my healing is big to me. And that sure. that right there, everything you just said encapsulates the inner wealth. All right, guys. Till next time. Peace. La, 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 You've been la, listening la, to the la, Inner Wealth Podcast la, on EYL. La, la, la. Get out the Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Razcast, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent. Get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code 
deal. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.